We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by WinBet for every single one of our podcasts, and we are also currently sponsored by Dynasty Owner. And guess what? We got Tim Peffer from Dynasty Owner with us right now. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing great, Jeff. It's an honor to be here. Oh, glad, glad, glad you could do it. Um, and hey, I, this is a perfect time to talk Dynasty. A lot of Dynasty yeah. going right now. A lot of buzz about the rookies. It's a fun time, you know. And it's all, it's all, you know. We we still haven't seen a snap in terms of you know, live action between teams and all that, so we can all speculate to our heart's content. Uh, but it's a great time, and you know, more and more people are playing dynasty leagues right yeah. now, yep. and that's one of the things I love seeing. I'm in a couple, uh, and it's I, I, I it's addicting because you can play year round. Yep. Uh, you, uh, if you're a college fan like I am, you get to really translate some of that knowledge into that pretty quickly. Maybe you feel like you got a little step on your competition, although you find a lot of like minds that have watched just as much college as you have. And then you realize, oh, you don't have that much of an edge anyhow. That's right. That's right. How'd yeah. you get it? Well, I think it was just looking for the next challenge, right? Right. Um, when you play redraft or traditional fantasy sports, it's really all about, can I get lucky with one of the top draft picks, right? And get those couple of running backs um, or that top running back that's going to help me win. And then how fast can I get to the waiver wire? Right. And so then it gets a situation. I have a couple injuries. You get lucky. I have the best team, but you win the league. That's not very much fun. So I think over time, you know, I started out with uh, traditional uh, redraft leagues and then worked my way into keeper. And then now I've uh, been playing dynasty for 12 years. And so we're going, I was just telling you before the show, I have a draft going on right now. And so my phone is getting blown up, and that's a not on a not on Dynasty owner, but it's a it's a fun league with with friends, and so yeah, I think it was just looking for the next fun thing to do, and that's why I started playing Dynasty. That's awesome, and you guys are in year three, uh, so you got yeah. a little bit of maturity now, and uh, yeah. in, in like because I know like on your startups you can't trade draft picks, but. Now you're in year three, you definitely can, and you must actually if you're a rebuilding team. It's a whole different animal. Yeah, it's a whole different animal. We're near three for Dynasty Owner, uh, full, um, both desktop and mobile app. 
um, on iOS and Android. And so, yeah, our, our drafts are a little bit different. We do a snake draft, but you're using the salary cap. Actual player contracts and salaries are, are taken into it. And so it makes it tough. We don't let you trade to start up. But yeah, you're too, like you're trading as soon as your draft's over. People are trading and just having all kinds of fun. And then, yeah, you're definitely, our rookie drafts are online as well. So, you know, the funny thing is the rookie draft I'm doing right now, Jeff, is mm -hmm. uh, we're doing it in a Facebook thread. Um, oh, wow. You know, That's old school. Old yeah. school. Yeah. So now um, with Dynasty Owner, you, you're doing everything online on your app and including trading during the draft, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm so old that I've done draft pick drafts in ICQ and drafts in AIM messenger chat rooms and all that <laughs> auctions and AIM messenger chat yeah, rooms. Oh, and man. Talk about pain. Just it's so hard to follow. Yeah. It, it consumes you when you, uh, yeah. yeah. So thank, thank goodness for technology. Yeah. I typed mine in first. I know the timestamp says that, but I know I typed it in first. Yeah, it's, it's uh, wild, but it's crazy. Um, so this year's draft class is really interesting, really fun. Yeah. The phrase yeah. generational prospect has been thrown around with Kyle Pitts and to a lesser extent with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, people talked about tanking for Trevor for three years. So we, we know yes. about his long-term value. So, you know, when you approach that class, you know, how do you, how do you view that sort of talk? Let's start with Pitts. Well, Pitts is very special, first and foremost. And I think this tricky rookie class isn't as good as last year's rookie class. Mm -hmm. But um, with Pitts, yeah, I mean, the athleticism, the size, it's all there. He's going to be a wide receiver at the tight end position. You know, people are thinking Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, like all day type talent. You like you can't pass on him. Yeah. And. That almost makes me think that you want to take him ahead of a, like ahead of Najee Harris sometimes ahead of because the next year you might find the next great running back uh, a great running back whereas it's rare to find that special tight end that you can hold on for years. I mean, let's face it, you have Kelsey, you're set. I won. <laughs> we're in year twelve of this dynasty league that I'm in. I've won it three times. Travis Kelsey, and yeah. it's when you have that tight end, it's a complete advantage. I mean, that's just it. You know, Antonio Gates, that's dating me um, sure. and you, he was a difference maker. And so to put Kyle Pitts in that uh, that same category is a guy that is very hard to pass on. But sometimes with the dynasty and in, in your rookie drafts, you're going by a little bit of need. You want really the best player overall. I, I believe that draft those running backs, you'll trade them for wide receivers and other things you need. But Kyle Pitts, though, is a hard one to pass on because – Nobody wants to trade that amazing tight end. All things being equal, you don't, you know, set aside roster considerations that you may have in your own team. If you're drafting just the rookie class this year, are you taking pits ahead of anybody else from a fancy perspective? If you're just doing like a rookie entry draft, you already have your teams established otherwise. Are you taking them ahead of Harris? Are you taking them ahead of Chase and, and Lawrence? Oh, it that it's it it really is tough because you could make a case for him to go one one. Um, mm -hmm. but Harris is really, really good. And people are putting him in the same sentence as Jonathan Taylor and don't pass up on Najee Harris. And here he is in Pittsburgh, even though the O-line is probably not as good as last year, um, he's going to do severe damage, you know? And I know in dynasty owner with the contracts that skews things even more, Harris was our one, one overall and Pitts was getting drafted third. Um, 
So, but you know, he has a more expensive salary at eight mil. Of course. You know, but when salaries aren't involved, I think I want Pitts probably second behind Harris. That's my opinion. And there's some really amazing minds out there, especially when it comes to Dynasty and Debbie and and, and all these types of uh, things where they're really doing a lot of college film. Um, but Pitts is so hard to, to pass on for me. Yeah, uh, he just stands head and shoulders above this year's class. And, you know, no one's ever been drafted that high from the position. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, I get the, I get why all the talk is there. Uh, the yeah. one thing I – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The one thing I, I, I get bummed out about in fantasy, especially in, in Dynasty and in, in most standalone leagues, is format in terms of the quarterback position. I think one thing the founding fathers of fantasy football screwed up is making it a one-quarterback league. You know, it's the most important position in the NFL, but we don't make it that way in fantasy football. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I love playing super flex leagues just because of that. Uh, and it just alters every single draft. If you're playing a super flex, then you have to have the discussion of bringing Trevor Lawrence into the picture. Absolutely. Um, yeah, everybody, like you said at the beginning of the show, everybody's been sucking for Lawrence for, for three years now. Um, and he's going to be, I really think he's going to be amazing. Um, we'll see with Urban Meyer, even though I'm from Ohio, Buckeye fan, I don't know how that's going to translate to the NFL. I don't know what your thoughts are on Urban Meyer and that offense, but I know that he, uh, Trevor Lawrence, will outlive whatever coaching staff he has now and mm -hmm. believe the talent's going to be there. Um, so, yeah, if I'm in a super flex, I definitely want Trevor Lawrence. Um, Justin Fields, maybe not too far behind, but I really believe in Trevor Lawrence um, long term, long term value. And when you have a great quarterback, it's it's everything. You know, to have a Pat Mahomes or even Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you've had Aaron Rodgers in your dynasty league for a long time, he's been – now there's been some years he's been injured. It's right. been a complete difference maker, though, to have that really, really good quarterback. And so, yeah, I want Trevor Lawrence in a super flex. This and the year, way we, even this year. Right. And the way we have so many more uh, mobile quarterbacks and they're allowed to do to actually run, they've been more of a difference maker. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? Josh yeah. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. I mean, the, the, all these guys, I mean, you know, it, it made a lot more sense back in the day to wait on quarterback, not back in the day, like three years ago, you know, yeah. to wait on oh, quarterbacks. Yeah. And yeah. now there's that top tier where you're actually getting a positional advantage and it, it makes a big difference. Yep. What's your favorite type of fantasy to play? So, I mean, you mentioned dynasty and super flex. Um, you know, there's a lot of variety out there. What's your favorite, Jeff? Super flex auction would be my favorite. I love auctions. Uh, you know, I started, you know, baseball, I, it was all auctions at one point in time. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it started in bringing in snake drafts, but I like them all. I love the NFFC. I love, uh, you know, I, I like playing in a lot of different leagues. I have a couple IDP leagues. I got a couple of dynasty leagues, you know, I give me everything. Give me an, well, that, that way I can talk about everything too. You know, you play a league, you play that format. It becomes, it lets you be a lot more conversant on those type of formats. There. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm talking with Tim Peffer from DynastyOwner.com. Let's uh, give you a quick note on his company, actually, here. Are you tired of the same old fancy football leagues that get canceled after a year or so? If so, Dynasty Owner has your back. Go to DynastyOwner.com. New leagues for the 2021 season are forming now. Dynasty Owner unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office by incorporating a salary cap and real NFL player salaries for diehard fantasy football fans that want the real GM experience. 
Dynasty owner adds a whole new level, level of strategy. Our own Joe Bartle is in a league. Uh, it's an expert league. My, I had Chris Harris on the show last week. Yeah. He, he speaks highly of the product. So go, I, I highly recommend you checking it out. If you're worried you're not able to find anyone to play with, a league with, don't worry. Dynasty owner can help you fill your league with fancy football enthusiasts like yourself. You won't have to worry about finding enough players. You can choose to start a league, join an existing one, or purchase a team from a previous owner. If you're serious about joining the big leagues, go to DynastyOwner.com and start your dynasty today. And, yeah, I and, played and with that, Joe and Jerry, by the way. Joe you? and cool. Jerry play. Yeah, Jerry Donabedian are together, right? Yeah. They each That's have a, their own team, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yep. Nice. So... As as Reed mentioned, it also incorporates salary, and that's one thing that yeah. most leagues don't do. And that's it really allows you to geek out. You know, if you, if you really want to get into the off season, you see what the contracts are signing, what they actually sign for matters. You get into the nuances of the signing bonuses and all that, whether they're avoidable years and things like that. I, I imagine that really ch- shakes things up for your rankings. It does, and so just like at the beginning of the show, you were asking like, Hey, how did you get into dynasty? And it was a situation where it's like, all right, people were getting lucky, Mm -hmm. getting a little tired of that. And it, it really was about how fast can you go to the waiver wire and where your pick is. Okay. So dynasty cures that, but at the same point, then you can get some people building some over time. I've been in dynasty leagues for 12 years um, and play a dynasty baseball league as well. they can build some super unrealistic teams just because you have some owners that aren't very good. Some that are really, that are really, really good, especially when it comes to trades and when it comes to actual player contracts and salaries, and we use a salary cap that's 70% of the NFL's cap. You can't do that. Sorry. You cannot have Deandre Hopkins, Julio Jones, uh, CMC and Pat Mahomes on a team, it just will not work. You can't fit it. It's a puzzle that you have to put together. And we said, you know what? Like, why? And this is, I play regular fantasy. I play, I do play startup leagues, uh, drafts. I've played Superflex. I play Dynasty, traditional Dynasty without contracts. I've played auction leagues. All of it's fun. I'm like you, Jeff. I want to play it all. It's, it's great. Right. But when it comes down to like really showcasing my skill level, I played, we, we created Dynasty Owner because of it, because, you know, like I said, you can't build this super team. And it, it's like, all right, why, why do, does fantasy not consider contracts? Especially like, I'm a Browns fan. You know how many years I wanted to wipe the slate clean every year? Uh, never, I'm a Bengals fan. So I know more than you think <laughs> I know uh, as far as that goes. So yes. Yeah. And, and you can't do that. So it's not realistic. It's like, okay, wow. Um, it's not uh fantasy sports hasn't considered the business side of sports and so that's why dynasty owner is born and that's why we have it and it's it's a really tough thing and we celebrate it we have a chase for the ring contest jeff mm-hmm. that uh rewards not only can you win your league but you can be crowned the most efficient champion the champion of all champions and so whoever scores the most points and uh, wins their league, gets crowned dynasty owner chase for the champ, chase for the ring champion. And it's a $10,000 ring. And nice. we brought in our, our guy, Victor, this year. We brought him in, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Akron area. And brought him in for the day, celebrated him, presented him his ring at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's an awesome thing. So uh, we really celebrate that skill because in, in um, dynasty owner, it takes a lot of skill. It absolutely does. What's the biggest mistake uh, dynasty owners make uh, when they're when they're when they, especially if they're new to dynasty? They're used to playing. Oh. They're fancy football veterans, 
but they haven't played Dynasty before. Okay, biggest mistake they make is coming into it with a traditional Dynasty or fantasy mindset. Um, drafting Pat Mahomes in the second round when he's 45 million, he should be sliding later. Drafting even you're going to think I'm crazy, but DeAndre Hopkins, um, so, you know, in the third round, somebody took in the third round. We were evaluating a draft today. Took um, took Keenan Allen um, in the third round, one spot ahead of Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Well, you might be like, well, yeah, you know, the talent's kind of close, and Keenan Allen's really amazing, and I believe in Justin Herbert, but Keenan Allen is twenty million dollars a year. Out of your hundred and right now, we're seventy percent of the NFL's cap. It's one hundred twenty-seven million. That's a huge chunk, twenty million. Justin Jefferson's under his rookie contract, and you know we believe in the talent as well. He had a really good rookie year last year. I would all day take Justin Jefferson over Keenan Allen. So I think it's just not considering the contracts and the rookie contracts. Um, you know, in the as far as like the ADPs are just totally different. So sure. I think if you're brand new to Dynasty owner please come do a mock draft and do more than one. So you're, you're not panicking um, when it comes time to your draft and you're like, Oh crap, I can't draft this guy because I can't afford him. And the cap you you've played auction league. So, you know, that mindset it takes to, to put the puzzle together, but then do it in a snake draft. So kind of like what you're trying to do, fit that puzzle together like you are with an auction league, but now you're doing it in a snake draft. It's, yeah, and the clock's ticking. It's it's well, that's and that's just the thing. The clock. You may have like materials in front of you, like you can see what a guy is making, but knowing that ahead of time, kind of being able to pivot pretty quickly when your guy gets taken, especially, and knowing like that that that's where I think the prep time really pays off. It it does. I saw a guy absolutely slay it um, in a draft. We were looking at it. He had it. It does help if you get a. You know, if you do get a high draft spot, I don't think it matters once uh, the third round is gone. But, you know, there was one guy who drafted drafted Taylor in the first round and then was able to come around. I think it was in the second round and get A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. And I was like the end of the second beginning of the third. I was like, I was surprised that they were even there. Um, right. But those are all guys under the rookie deals, like really, really cheap. Save cap room. I think that's the other thing. You know, you can go all the way up against the 127 million, but I mean, I really suggest not spending more than 115 million because you want to be able to have room to add, um, you know, depth and things like when you have injuries and be able to make trades and stuff like that. So, yeah, spending all of your cap and not paying attention to the salaries versus talent because that's really what it is when you're putting the puzzle together. Right. And then that allows it to be sustainable a little bit. Alan Soslowski is asking what's the best way to build sustainable dynasty roster. And he, he asked more, is it young running backs or young wide receivers? Oh, uh, that's a little bit different, but you know, the, the, so, you know, the building it. So which, which route do you prefer to build in a dynasty? Usually I would say running backs all day. And, and the reason why is you can trade for the receivers. Um, plus the one thing I see when it comes to, uh, yeah, as receivers get older in a, in a traditional dynasty, not including contracts, I think people start to give up on the Adam Thielens of the world. And I'm not planting my flag on Adam Thielen, but I'm just saying, like, people are like, oh, this guy's getting old. DeAndre Hopkins is getting old, you know, and they might be willing to trade you a guy for 75 cents on the dollar. 
and he's still going to produce for you. So I feel like receivers, like I'm okay having veteran receivers. I still want the young ones. I still want AJ Brown and DK Metcalf all day. I love DJ Moore. Um, you know, those are, those are kind of players I like, but heck I'll take i I'll take a guy like a Jarvis Landry that people are like, feel like he's old, not great, but um, so I feel like you still need to, whether it's dynasty owner or it's a traditional dynasty league, um, really have that core in running backs because you'll trade them. That's it. You'll first of all, you want that stable of running backs, but then it's always amazing currency, I think, right. to trade for a wide receiver. Good question, Alan. Thanks for uh chiming in in the conversation here. Uh quick note, real quick, from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we are back. Thank you, Blue Wire. Uh, Want to talk a little bit more. I'm talking with Tim Peffer from DynastyOwner.com. And, you know, it, it, it's a fun format. Uh, Joe Bartle actually wanted to ask me a question about that is, you know, you do a, a thing called bench scoring too. It's yes. not just the starters. Yes. Yes. Uh, tell everybody about that. And then I've got a new, nu- uh, nuanced question about that. Okay. So we believe in, um, not just making the best starting lineup. That's what traditional fantasy sports typically does. Um, but rewarding actually building the best team. And so one thing we did was we come up with, and we poll, by the way, we had two beta seasons. We're very engaged with the people that play on our platform and we have owners meetings. So we had, we had decided let's do 20% of bench 
So, you know, you, it's a slotted bench, by the way. And then the rest of your team goes on the practice squad. You have to start a quarterback. So it's almost like a super flex, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end on your, um, on your bench. And so you get, to, it was 20%. We've now upped it to 25 because we let our, we let the people that play on our platform vote. We had an owner's meeting in January mm-hmm. and they said, you know, give us more bench points. And it almost works like a suit, like your bench is almost like a super flex. You know, you score hundred points, you're going to get 25 points. That's an amazing thing. Like, right. You can't overlook, um, you know, building with depth and having depth. So you really need two quarterbacks and dynasty owner. It, it's almost like a super flex. The other thing is you, I think you have to have a kicker on your bench too, right? Yes, actually. Yes, you do. So two kickers. Yeah. And I think that was what Joe was asking about. It seemed like that kicker spot is a little bit more valuable than anyone would think about. It is. It is. I mean, if you can get a kicker that gets you eight points and, and we're not fans of kickers, I mean, that's two points. It makes a difference. You know, if you're getting the 25%, those two points can be a win and loss. I've actually seen where people have won because of their bench. Okay. Interesting. I mean, let's face it. Real NFL teams have depth and that matters. And, you know, that's they it. can sub in guys. So I, I get it. I do. I definitely get it there. Uh, let's jump into the rookie class. Let's, let's okay. kind of look, look at some of these here. Uh, we talked about the, you know, a couple of guys at the top, you know, Najee Harris for you is clearly over Travis Etienne in your mind. Yes. Is yep. it because of the usage or is it the talent too? I think it's, I think placement's a lot of it. I think it's talent and placement. Um, we know Pittsburgh likes to run the ball. They like to throw the ball too. You know, big Ben um, is probably going to have a lot of games where he throws for 400 yards or, throws for 50 or 60 times because he's got some really good wide receivers but we know the heart of it still Pittsburgh likes to run the football and so I think it's part of its placement um you know Etienne's a little bit more versatile versatile they were talking about using him on the outside as a receiver as well so um if you're in a PPR league that's always a great thing like um a guy that's going to catch the ball yeah so uh, it's close. It's close, but Harris is just a, a smidge ahead. Yeah. I mean, you're an Ohio State guy, and so you know Urban Meyer quite well. Uh what do you th- what do you think about what he's said about Etienne so far, putting him out in the slot and rookie minicamp and all that? Uh I think that's a little bit of a smoke screen, a little bit. I, I think he's gonna get plenty of usage. So you were talking about our friend Chris. We have a mutual friend, Christopher Harris, that was on your show last week. Yep. Um Christopher Harris always says, um, yeah, coaches never lie. And that's sorry. Yeah. They lie. They yeah. lie to us. They don't always tell us the truth. So complete smoke screens. We don't know. Plus James Robinson is there. Um, does James Robinson get traded? I don't know. Probably not. Um, we know that uh, Etienne has hurt Robinson's value, but mm-hmm. the more that we have Robinson hanging on, it, it's going to hurt Etienne a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say it's both ways. But, you know, every team needs depth, too. Everybody yes. needs two viable backs. And Robinson's cheap, again, going back to the whole uh, rookie contract model. And, hell, Robinson was an undrafted free agent, so you know he's cheap. I mean, that's Absolutely. the other thing. Yep. Yeah. So it, he's going to—he's not going anywhere. No one, there's no – when everyone was talking during the draft about Robinson getting dealt so they could clear the debt for Etienne or after the draft, you know, no. It's he costs nothing, even if you know, sh- sure, they have two assets at the same position, but Robinson costs nothing, so yeah. of course, they weren't going to trade him. 
How many shares of Robinson do you have this year? I don't yet. I, I have none. Uh, I don't have them in my dynasty leagues, and many of my drafts still have to happen, but I don't have them anywhere yet. How about you? No, I don't have them either. Um, it was a situation where uh, I got beat to the waiver wire last year I, in my dynasty leagues. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't end up, I still have league drafts that have to happen for startup and stuff that happen later in August. But, you know, will I have any shares of his? Maybe. Maybe. But yeah. it, it's got to be the right price. It does. It, it it absolutely does. And, you know, it's tough to find that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, let's keep going down the rookie list because there's some other names. Javante Williams got a lot of buzz heading into the draft, right after the draft. You know, a lot of people compared him to Nick Chubb. He's not quite as big as Chubb. Landed in Denver. Melvin Gordon's still there, at least for this year. Long term, I don't see that being a problem, but maybe this year it might be. Are, are you big on Javante Williams? Where are you on him? Yeah. So, I mean, I like Javante Williams. He was going mid in your rookie drafts. He was going um, mid first round. Um, actually, his ADP is seven and a half in, in Dynasty Owner. Um, but what's funny is his ADP is like just different in, um, you know, in a startup draft. So like a startup draft like Dynasty Owner, he's really cheap at 2.2 mil. Um, he's getting drafted about 40th, you know, 40.7. So you know, fourth round. So it's about where he's um, getting drafted in traditional redraft leagues too, though, is the yeah. funny thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think it's worth a shot on taking them. You need running backs. Um, the opportunity I think is there. Uh, I think you guys, cause you guys do all of our projections. You roadwire is the best. You guys do our projections. You guys do our, um, you know, all of our news and injuries and things come from you guys. And you guys haven't projected for, um about 856 rushing yards i think that's about right about 32 receptions so yeah i like him i do like him i think he's very close to me with trey sermon but Mm -hmm. um you know that's just kind of you know a personal thing and and i kind of i don't know are you feeling the hype with michael carter almost i want to say it's not hype but like people were kind of like out on us, Jets running back, but now I'm starting to hear like sleeper, 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 sleeper. Michael Carter, he's gonna, he's gonna win you your league. He's he was be- the starter to, uh, in practice today, first That's day of practice. He was the starter. Hey, huge if true. Is that a smoke screen again? Is it, is it, or is it just something they want to do for today? Like, and is a starter on the Jets worth the same as a starter elsewhere too, for that matter? I mean, uh, that that's that's an open question. At least we don't have Frank Gore stealing carries from him anymore. It's Absolutely. Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson. I mean, is it any surprise that Carter will eventually be ahead of those guys on the depth chart? No, no one's surprised I, about that. I think so. It's just a matter of are they going to? Is it going to be all watered down? You know, and they use everybody. That happens, but. Yeah, I don't make fun of Jets fans. I know <laughs> that—that's Liss's job. That, <laughs> yeah, so my co-host Chris Liss—he'll do—he'll—he'll he'll take care of making Jets fans. He's a Giants guy, so uh, we'll do that. I, I mean, hey, we—we we haven't had a snide Bengals or Browns comment yet. That's pretty amazing, but uh, yeah, that, that's okay. So you mentioned Trey Sermon, and of course, everybody is interested in the Niners' run game, uh, and of course, there's never one guy. That's the Shanahan way. I personally have scars watching Trey Sermon run all over my Northwestern Wildcats in the Big Ten Championship game in the second half of that game. Uh, but And so I came away duly impressed. I'm like, why didn't they do that in the first half against us? I was like, it was unstoppable. He was great. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think Trey Sermon, I like him. Um, the Niners have had a lot of injuries, right? So they yep. have a banged up backfield. Um, and I mean, I liked Mozart. I had some shares of Mozart last year. And you know, Jeff Wilson um, really helped some people down the stretch. Yes, he win did. Their, win their leagues. So, you know, I know it's a little bit crowded too, but um, I really like Trey Sermon. And like I said, I feel like it was close for me um, between him and Javante Williams. Yeah. And uh, I think time will tell, right? That, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. But I want to have, I want to have some shares of him. Yeah. And Those like me. Williams, he may, you may have to wait for a year before he yeah. fully realizes that potential, but it's probably, it, it's, you may not, you may have to wait three weeks or you may wait half a season. You may wait a year. That that's the tricky part. If you were, I know we're talking dynasty here, but if you were in a startup draft, where are you drafting Trey Sermon? Sixth or seventh round, probably. I want him to be my RB three. I don't want him to be one of my top two. I uh, that that's the thing is because I don't know if I can start him in any given week yet. Okay. Yeah, and I think um, you know the thing that's euphoric always is rookies. If you're in the dynasty league and this is a rookie draft or even a startup draft in a dynasty league, whether it's dynasty owner or you know on one of the other amazing platforms, is um, sometimes the people will pay a little bit more for the unknown, right? So, mm -hmm. so he's going uh, about 49.3 in dynasty order. So, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So we mentioned Carter, we mentioned most, uh, sermon and we mentioned, uh, Javante Williams. Give me a running back that people aren't mentioning as much in this rookie class that uh, you think might have an impact this year. Yeah, so I know some people, unless you're a Miles Sanders truther, some people really like Kenneth Gabewell. Yeah, um, good pass catching back. Ex exactly. And I think uh, the one guy that could do some damage for you that some people like, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying just because of his pass catching potential, um, some people, I've been seeing Chris Evans uh, creep up there a little bit. The Bengals running back. So nominating um, a Michigander there from an Ohio State fan, mentioning a Michigan guy from the school up north. Yeah. I, I learned a long time ago to stay completely unbiased when it comes to fantasy sports. Like there was many times as a, a Buckeye fan or Browns fans, things didn't work out for me. So I just don't, <laughs> I, yeah. my rooting interests stay completely separate. Yeah. Well, Chris Evans is interesting because he did very little last year. You know, he, he didn't play that much. Uh, you know, he, he was drafted mostly on his film from previous years and his workouts. Uh, he wasn't a guy that, you know, blew people away. He's also 24. Uh, yeah. He turns 24 in October. So yep. he, a little bit of a black box with him. But, you know, yep. he, I think he was in college for five years. He was following uh, the don't ever leave college plan, which I can endorse, by the way. I mean, I, you know, college was great. Don't, <laughs> but yeah, he got drafted in the sixth round. I think so. We think he's a guy that like nobody's really high on. Um, depending on how deep your league is, he's a guy that I've been seeing dynasty owners uh, sneakily add to their teams at the end of the draft. Yeah. Near the end of the draft. In fact, I think his ADP is going at uh, 181 right now, and we sure. do 20. We do 25 rounds. Sure. And so you know that and he, his contract's going to cost you nothing. So if it doesn't work yeah, out, it's I mean, a mill. Just, yeah, doesn't cost you much against your cap. You, and you slide in the next guy. You if he doesn't make the team, Puka Williams does, and you're fine. It's, it's okay. Exactly. We'll move on then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, 
We're talking uh, with this year's rookies class uh, with uh, Dynasty owners uh, Tim Peffer. Before we uh, go on to wide receivers and quarterbacks, real quick, a uh, note from uh, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's again, that's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Sounds fun. I, yeah, it does. I someday in Neverland in California out here, we'll I'll be able to do that. But uh <laughs> Yeah, that will be the last state to do that, unfortunately. But no, that's not true. Arizona and Washington State will probably be the last two states. Yes. Yeah, but uh, as, as a game operator, you know that very well, I imagine. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's. Last year's uh, rookie wide receiver class was a historically good class. Yeah. Really. Uh, you know, we saw Justin Jefferson go nuts. Uh, we saw a lot of other very good wide receivers. Unfortunately, the top one, Henry Ruggs, didn't do a whole lot last year. We have to be a little bit more patient with him. How would you compare this year's class to last year's class? I think last year's class was a little bit better. Um, and I think just last year's rookie class overall was a little bit better. But yep. with the wide receivers, I mean, it takes time. It used to be like three years, right? We, we give wide receivers three years. I feel like that window has kind of come down a little bit. Tight ends are still – it takes them a few years to, you know, offense, plus they're blocking, you know, lots of, lot to learn and soak in plus like last year we didn't have the normal camp you know for people like they were in they were in their like own individual film room so i think the expectations were weren't as high if you were being realistic but then you were very surprised by somebody like justin jefferson like how good and amazing he was i don't know if we have that this year but some people are really high on Jalen waddle um mm -hmm. of course jamar chase I mean, there's some really good wide receivers in this class. I think last year was just a little bit better. Um, I think Devonta Smith has a very tough landing spot. I'd um, agree. You know, what if Watson gets traded though to Philly? I mean, that changes things a lot. It does. Do you think that's happening though? That was the no. rumor I was hearing Monday. They're like, "Oh, it's so close. It's so close." That Twitter was blowing up. Watson's gonna go, and I'm like, "Really?" I'm like. You know, because I think of contracts, it's in my mind. It actually messes me up with other leagues. Sure, because of course. dynasty owner and the contracts. And I'm like, Watson's 39 million. Jalen Hurts is still under his rookie deal, and it's very, very friendly. I'm like, I want to build around. I want to build around Hurts. I mean, I will me. say that. I will say this though. I mean, it probably helps you put like you know a filter on when you hear hear a trade rumor. Like, oh, that's not happening. By the way, I know what's happening. I'm like, who is the cap room for 39 mil? And actually, I. Here's a great site to know. And you can, like, if you really want to know the realism of, of sports, you go to Spot Track. And so, yeah. like, we go to Spot Track a lot. And uh, Mike over there is amazing. And 
he has all kinds of things for you to geek out on if you love contracts and stuff like that. And you're just like, no way. There's no, the cap room's not happening. It's never going to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's I, I think that's invaluable uh, to know that, and especially in your format, it's it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's absolutely important. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 pretty wild. Chase usually Chase goes first among the rookie wide receivers this year, uh, in part because of you know he's reuniting with his college quarterback. We see yeah. the opportunity right away. It's per, it's perceived to be a pretty good landing spot. I hope that offensive line holds up. Uh, but you, you said you're a Bengals fan, right? I am. I'm one of three out here on the West Coast still. Um, how do you think Chase affects Tyler Boyd this year and T. Higgins? Well, it, it, I don't think they get hurt too badly because they don't throw the tight end that much. Well, they don't have tight ends that are that command that much in the passing game. Uzama did get 11 targets before he got hurt in those first two weeks last year. But honestly, I don't view them as target hogs. So I, it does, I put... I, I rank it Higgins first, then Chase, then Boyd for me. But it, honestly, they're all fairly equal. Yeah. I'd rather take the the draft cost of Boyd than reach for Higgins or Chase probably. Uh, you know, yeah. if, if they drop to the fifth round or later, then fine. I'm happy with any of them. I always liked Tyler Boyd because I felt like the price was good and there was a lot of value there. Whether mm-hmm. it was a startup draft, traditional um, dynasty league, or – even on dynasty owner, I was like, okay, a lot of people weren't, for, you know, like loving him. And I like Tyler Boyd a lot. So um, I think it hurts him the most more than T Higgins. So yeah, Jamar Chase is going to be, Burrow's going to throw to him. We know that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I think it's exciting. He, I was telling you uh, earlier, I'm going through um, my dynasty draft right now. You're 12, the first pick overall period with Jamar Chase, you know? Wow. I don't know that I would have done that. Um, you know, I probably would have gotten Najee or Pitts above Chase, but uh, he's going 4.4 in Dynasty Owner. So we had all our rookie drafts. That's where he landed. He was going four spot. So, so you know, Chase here's the good. And I can see the case. I mean, you've all seen the argument that Chase outproduced Justin Jefferson two years ago, right? And then Jen Jefferson did what he did last year. Chase just had to wait a year. Uh, now they're yeah. different. They play different and they might play different positions a little bit, draw different defenses. That's part of the issue there too. You know, I think Boyd lines up in the slot a lot, which means he doesn't get the top cover corners on him as much. That might work out pretty well in Boyd's favor. You're getting yeah. Boyd in the seventh round. I'll take that. I think that's a pretty yeah. good value. Yeah. I like Boyd. Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty neat. Uh, so we got the top three. I mean, I think a lot of people are holding away from pulling away from Waddle a little bit because of the landing spot in Miami too. And I think there's a lot of people that are not buying Tua. Yeah, and then I've heard it. I've heard it both ways, and that's why I mentioned like Waddle. Like some people were thinking, um, you either are like, oh, I hate this landing spot, and I don't believe in Tua, or you're really excited about it. And yeah. I've heard, and so I've been hearing some of those rumblings where people are like. Tua was coming off this major injury. He's going to be amazing this year. The wide receiver core was terrible in Miami. Now they have Waddle. It's going to be really amazing. So, you know, where some people are like, okay, he's going to be Justin Jefferson. I don't necessarily believe that. But um, I guess, you know, I'm just a fan of football, period. Besides playing fantasy sports, I want to see good football played, just like all of you. And so, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it gets lit down there in Miami and uh, Waddle catches a bunch of touchdowns. We'll see what right. happens though. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's rapid fire through a couple more. You want to just give me like your quick thoughts on the next five guys real quick. Yeah. All right. 
Elijah Moore, the Jets. Pass. <laughs> Is that because pass. of the Jets or because of him? I think it's part of the Jets, and um, I think the landing spot is a tough one. It, it really is. Uh, you know, he's a smaller guy. Um, I'm just not a Elijah Moore fan, and then the t- and then the spot is just not great. Fair enough. Terrace Marshall now in Carolina. So um, he's a big receiver. I like it. Um, just don't know. I don't know how much damage he's going to do and do. Is he going to get crowded, um, you know, with Anderson and with DJ Moore? Uh, I, I like him, but I'm not I, I'm not going to pay a big price for him. I like the coaching staff there. I, I do like that. I do. I, I do. He's I mean, he's going he's going mid second rounds in, in dynasty leagues and in dynasty owner. Um, you know, I like the size. I just don't. I just don't know Sam Darnold's you know going to get it done in Carolina. Well, yeah, I like him having a, a, another chance at, at professional life. We'll see uh, if he if it pays off or not. Getting out of the clutches of Adam Gaze can't hurt, though. By the way, that completely helps. If you would have asked me, Browns fan Baker Mayfield, I did not want the Browns to draft Baker. I wanted the Browns to draft Sam Darnold. Yeah. So I used to be a Sam Darnold. You know, I used to drink the Sam Darnold Kool-Aid. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I was a truther. And then not so much now. Now I'm happy we have Baker. Yeah, that's funny how that works out. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Baltimore. So I like Rashad Bateman. um, And I really like this opportunity. 6'2". He's a nice receiver. Um, They said, you know, he was a really good contributor so far, day one of camp. Um, I like him. He's going going uh, mid-first round as well. I mean, uh, mid-second round as well, 15.1 in Dynasty Owner. Um, I think I want him in Dynasty Leagues, Dynasty, and both Dynasty Leagues and Dynasty Owner. Very cool. Uh, Kadarius Tony, New York Giants, not having a great offseason so far. No, no, not at all. I don't want any Giants uh, wide receivers either. That's just maybe me. All right, yep. no problem. No problem. Rondale Moore, he's everyone's darling. If you're a Big Ten fan at all, you know about Rondale Moore. And I know you as a Buckeye fan, you know about Rondale Moore. Yeah, no even though <laughs> even though he's he's undersized, I mean, I'm not scared of it. I like Rondale Moore. Yeah, he's fine. I just want him to stay healthy. But that's yep. see also undersized. I, uh, I feel like he could be a couple of years too. I don't think he's like this huge pop this year. Um, I think give him some time, and I like Rondale Moore. Okay, very good. Any other rookie wide receiver you got your eye on that uh, you sh- people should be aware of that you, you think is getting a little underhyped right now? Um, I feel like the hype is m- not there, but also is a great landing spot. And if you talk to the right person, they're going to hype him. Um, I'm on, yeah, I'm on Ross A. Brown um, with with the Lions. Yeah, and the opportunity there, I think that's just a great landing spot. Galladay's not there. Um, that's a guy I want. I'm excited as a Browns fan about Anthony Schwartz because he's just so fast. Um, yeah. I think they clocked him faster than Tyreek Hill. And uh, so that's an exciting thing. I don't know where he fit in, though, will fit in with, with Browns um, in your in your leagues, but he's a guy I might want to take a stab at later in, yeah. in late rounds. Yeah, he'll be competing with Donovan Peoples-Jones, who they got last year for that, like that third slot. Jones. 
I do I too. Like People's Jones plus Hollywood Brown and OBJ and Landry. So he's going to be fourth, fifth receiver. Um, but, you know, if he can catch the ball, this is what matters, right? Right. Uh, the speed's there. Speed is not something you can coach. Um, I don't really feel like you can coach catching the ball a ton either. I've had many Brown receivers that stone hands, Muhammad yeah. Masakoy. And <laughs> so if he can catch the ball, though, I, he's a, he, I think he could be a really exciting player, though. He could, you know, the, the rookie, the, the rookie tight end class is all about pits. You have to go down to Friermuth or you know, Granson like for that. You like do like Friermuth. I like baby Gronk a lot. Yes. Okay. And I got shares of him in every single one of, um, every single one of the dynasty leagues I'm in wow. so far. And I'm hoping to get him in this one too. I like Pat Friermuth. I hope your league mates aren't listening or wait to listen until after I, your draft, but. I, uh, I hope not either, but you know how that is. Like it's I do. There's no secrets. Yeah. I like Friermuth. A lot of times you get post-hype sleepers in and dynasty leagues at tight end because they take so long to develop. Yeah. Uh so so like everybody's there's a lot of buzz now about Adam Troutman, even though he's done very little in the NFL so far. But now I'm hearing a lot of dynasty league buzz about Troutman. I mean, that's the sort of position you can get that. You know, I, I you know, Alberto and Denver is also going to be one of those guys, I think, someday too. Yeah, and I traded Troutman in a couple of leagues just because people were willing to way overpay for him to what I think he was worth and the potential there. And I was like, okay, I'll go ahead. I traded Troutman, was able to get a running back, and then you in a draft pick and use that pick on Fryermuth, and I was very happy. There you go. That's how you do it. I like it. But I, like I think, it. but people are excited about Troutman this year. Yes. They are. Uh, any other pocket picks at uh, tight end there? Anybody Anybody else that you really like? Um, Jacob Harris. I know some people really like him. He's going, um, his ADP is at 255 in Dynasty Owner, but he's like 84% owned. And mm -hmm. in the rookie drafts, he was his ADP was 31.2. Um, you know, they he got a lot of reps at the OTAs. 6'5", um, he's a big guy. You know, they're in L.A. It's it's yet to be seen. He might be a guy that takes a couple of years, but I know some people are really excited about Jacob Paris. Yeah, and he kind of slides in and replaces Gerald Everett now in Seattle. So it's kind of like he's now second fiddle to Higby. Higby, but, you know, maybe Higby doesn't get like all the tight end targets. You know, maybe yeah. Harris slides in there a little bit more. And I think yeah. that's, that's an interesting look at that. Uh, let's finish with uh, quarterback. We all we talked about this constraint earlier, starting only one quarterback. You know, it makes it even if you're in a dynasty league, it's tough to you know you don't see all the quarterbacks get you know rostered sometimes. Sometimes you see a lot of these guys go and take it. Now I'm sure all the rookies get taken in your format, but pretty, especially with the roster size you have, pretty much yes. I I was seeing even Kellen Mond going way sooner than I would take him personally. Sure. You know, just because maybe they look at that with you know some potential opportunity in the next couple of years. But yeah. Um, you know, this quarterback class, I think there's really three guys that I like, and then there's some maybes. Okay, so who do you like and who are the maybes? So I like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. No okay. surprise. And then the maybes to me is Zach Wilson, and maybe it's because there's some people that I know that really love Zach Wilson, and but to go be in the Jets right now, and I'm not making fun of them at all. No, like, no, never. Is, is that <laughs> – you know, how well is that going to work out? I am hoping the best for him. And I think Mac Jones is the the other maybe 
you know. Yeah. But but then I know today in camp, like he was throwing dimes in the corner, and it was just um, you know, Pats fans were really really excited. You know, I think he's probably going to start at some point, and I really, I really hope Cam Newton flourishes this year. But that is me just being uh, very very hopeful. Most likely, he's starting at some point. You know, midseason Mac Jones, right? Um, you know, so that's it. Some people are really excited on Kellen Mond, like I said. Um, you know, Ian Book, does he ever get an opportunity behind Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston? How long does that go? I don't know, but you know, I know that um, you know some people are owning some shares of of like Ian Book's fifty six percent owned in Dynasty owner. Um, you know, Davis Mills is ninety six percent owned, but I think that's because. Um, because people are worried about Deshaun Watson. Sure. So sure. And what happens if they do trade him? Which we talked about the likelihood of that earlier on this podcast. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though. Like the fantasy community is not behind Wilson that much. He's the second overall pick. Yet you know, there's a lot more excitement for Fields, for for Lance, even for Jones. Uh, yes. At least in the leagues that I've seen, which is kind of I find very interesting. So does that make Wilson a cheap buy? It could. No, in, in your format, he's not as cheap because he's a second overall pick contract. Well, he hasn't signed a contract either yet. So uh, right. But what we do is hasn't. we know what his contract to be. It's literally within a dollar, like spot track puts it out, like because of the CBA in mm-hmm. past years, you wouldn't have known, right? Right. But because of the CBA, like we really know what his contract's gonna be. And if you see this, you'll you'll see this when he signs. Um you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be 8.7 million per year, you know, and that's, right. that's right in the neighborhood where he's going to be because of the, the, the CBA. And of so, course. Um, so yeah, it's not cheap. I mean, eight point, it's not, it, it is cheap. I will say that not as cheap as some of the other, you know, quarterbacks, but we didn't really have a bunch of cheap quarterbacks this year. Trey, Trey Lance's, um, Trey Lance's 8.5 million. Of course, Trevor Lawrence, First overall, 9.1. Um, but, you know, guys like Justin Fields are significantly cheaper, 4.7 million, you know, in a dynasty owner format because we use the actual right. player contracts and salaries. So, um, but I got to imagine can, Fields has a higher ADP than Lance because of that, right? Um, so Fields' ADP is 6.1 in the rookie drafts, 48.3 in all startup drafts. Uh huh. And Lance is 65.8 in all startup drafts, sure. 7.2 in rookie drafts. So, yeah, he um, Fields is definitely going a little bit ahead of Lance. Yeah, I mean, that's so, a big I difference. Mean, <laughs> well, the savings is the $3 million is is, I mean, just completely add them together. You know, what you can do. You could, right. have, Pat, you could have Justin Fields and Pat Fryermuth or Trey Lance. Right. And you can get and you compound that over four years, too. I mean, and that's exactly the the, the savings. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see that for sure. Hey, this is great stuff. It's gotten me all pumped up for my dynasty (laughs) leagues. and I can't wait for my draft. Uh, Tim, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's a big fun conversation. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And if anyone's interested in playing dynasty owner, come over to dynastyowner.com. We have cool things like you could pick the league you're in. Of course, you can invite friends. We give you 10 bucks every time that you, if you join a league and you bring a friend with you, you get 10 bucks every time you bring a friend with you. And then we have a thing called an orphan store, by the way. 
Jeff. So the the thing is, is like with Dynasty, everything's got to be really sticky. No yep. leagues die in Dynasty Owner. And I know like um, we've probably all did it during COVID, joined some random league with some people out there. And then the commissioner and everybody else flakes out and the league flakes out and you spend all that time. It doesn't happen in Dynasty Owner. We have an orphan store. But you know what doesn't happen, Jeff? People don't orphan their team really either because we let you sell your team just like nice. the real NFL. Jerry Jones, if he decides he doesn't want to own the Cowboys anymore, he's going to sell his team. We actually had some people turn it into a little side business and selling teams for $400. Okay, cool. So anyways, come check out. Come check out. Uh, there's drafts starting this week. Startup drafts happening on Saturday. Very cool. Very cool. That's going to wrap up today's podcast brought to you by Dynasty Owner and by uh, WinBet. We appreciate WinBet.com for their sponsorship too. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back at you again with John and Mario tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.